Welcome, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. My name is Steve, and I am here with Mondo, but no Mondo's here. No Todd. Todd. Fuck Todd. Fuck Todd. Like, moving. Can you believe it? Fucking moving again. (laughs) That guy. Uh, Not a single year could go by and he can't move. I bet you right now, Todd is either taking a shit somewhere, wherever he's at. Oh, absolutely. Or he's doing some anti-hero shit based on his namesake of Todd always being a fucking evil villain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I 100% buy it wherever he is. <laughs> I think he's in Kentucky actually today. Um, so yeah, I think he finally made it. He finally made it to Kentucky. You know, going back to his roots, and you know, until next year when he moves, you know, to fucking Maine again, or whatever he, again. Uh, yeah. he decides to to go. Uh, so yeah, so how's it going, Mondo? Everything good? Uh, going good, man. Just bracing for this uh, California storm hitting hitting our way here in the next couple hours. I, I think I'll be pretty much clear of it, but all the coastal cities. Good luck, guys. Hold on to your butts. Fucking crazy. Just nonstop bullshit weather and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yep. it's it's crazy these days. So um, uh, we should also mention that we're not doing Bioshock today. Yeah, we're not doing Bioshock. Uh, because, Thank you, Todd. Yeah, Todd wants to be there for that episode, so we're like, okay, we'll move it again. You know, we're supposed to do Bioshock a fucking month and a half ago. Uh, but yeah. we're doing Last Dragon instead. Last Dragon. A, first time watch. Yeah, first time watch for right. me, too, which is a listener uh, recommendation. So yep. thank you for that. And uh, yeah, so you want to dive right into it? Yeah, since Todd fucked up our schedule, let's go. Uh, let's, let's just go fuck up the whole schedule. Yeah. yeah, let's just fuck uh, up the whole thing. Let's just go. Let's yeah. just go. <laughs> Uh, listener questions first. All right, perfect. So uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at Let's XP Geeking Gaming Podcast, or of course you can go on our Discord. Yes, we do have a Discord. I plug it all yes, the time do. for the Horror Squad. Never fucking plug it for uh, for this <laughs> show, but we do have a Discord, and we have a lot of fun in there. Uh, it's absolutely free to join. So check us out there. And as always, of course, audio question from our boy Chuck. So Chuck. What is your first question? What's up, Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast? Chuck here with a... Well, you know what? How about I just join today since Todd isn't there? What? Ooh, what? What, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck's going on? Now? Oh like, my gosh, it's, it's like I'm in the metaverse. It's like oh my god. Inception. I don't oh my gosh. What? The yeah. variant himself has arrived. That's What's right. up, guys? We're finally doing it. We brought Chuck on the podcast this week to mm-hmm. replace Todd. So Todd, yeah, that's what happens when you leave. We got yeah. Chuck in and we couldn't be more excited. Finally, uh, instead of hearing his voice just for like a minute, an episode, you'll get to hear we got the a whole fucking episode, episode of Chuck yeah. Nasty. Oh, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thanks for coming on. We're super excited. Uh, we're not going to do was... the question segment right away, but we are no. going to do a question segment right away. Oh, as we do with all our guests, which is the second one, we had Joe once, and now uh, Chuck. <laughs> now we got Chuck. So, so Mondo hard. and I both have a series of questions. Mondo's going to take video games. I'm going to take movies. So, Mondo, you want to hit Chuck with some video game questions? I do. I had to make sure to make these non-sexual. I mean, that was my first thing to go to with, with Chuck being here. Uh, so, I'll keep it by the book. Chaos will ensue later on on this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Chuck? First of a series of questions I have for you. I need to know, and the listeners need to know, what was your first console you ever owned? First console I ever owned, I actually stole it. Um, oh, that's great. From, <laughs> from my aunt. Uh, now, oh, shit. Uh, backstory, my aunt is 11 years older, so she's more like an older sister. Gotcha. And uh, it was the original NES uh, console. Yeah. And okay. played the mess out of it and played the wheels till it fell apart. I mean, it was rough. Which it did. All, all the NES. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the, for, the flap is the first to go. And then the button starts not working anymore. And then you're fucking. And you start trying to push the game down and it won't yeah. go down. It's, then it, it's like upside down. You got a spatula in it to hold the game down. It's, yep. it's, it's a whole process of the NES. Oh, it was shit. magical, though. Was. I hope she kicked your ass for still in that. She did, but then I, I got a lot larger than she did, and and <laughs> to this day she'll she'll look at me and she's like, "Whoa!" and I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> Whoa! All right. Well, this segues um to my next question, also console related. What's your favorite console? My favorite console that I think I played the most was the PS3. Um, okay, that's where I first got in really big into online gaming. And met a ton of friends through there playing Call of Duty, uh, different games like that. And 
I still have my PS3, and every once in a while, we'll boot it up, play a little uh, NCAA football. Oh, shit. It's a little yeah. hard to go backwards, though, when you play some of those consoles. It games. is. Oh, but but that game is just so good. I think I have, like, three PlayStation 3s. Because uh, PlayStation likes to do new models, like, a year later and shit, so. They do. They do. This is my second one. Um, I should say the first one broke, but I bought a, a second one while it was still new. All right. Now, uh, what do you have a favorite franchise by chance? Gaming franchise? Gaming franchise, you're going to have to lean towards God of War. Yeah, uh, oh, they're so good, boy. Uh, boy, to this day, I still call my kid boy, and, and he has no idea what it's from, and he's just like, "Yes, daddy." I'm like, oh, "There you go." <laughs> yeah, God of War. You got me to play uh 2018 to finish it, and I still got finally. I know it only took five years. Uh, all right, what is your favorite or most memorable game you played? Favorite or most memorable? Oh, that would have to be on the original NES, Friday the 13th, uh, when I finally beat that game. <laughs> fucking hard game. game. Yeah, that's a hard fucking game. <laughs> oh, I didn't beat it as a kid. I had to go back as an adult. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there without the internet, that. without like, yeah, there's no yeah. way. <laughs> there's no way. That or um, or Battletoads. Uh, Battletoads, yes. The, the, the maze or the, you know, the, the bike run. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I still get anxiety thinking about it. All right. And my last game-related question to you, sir, other than yourself, what are you currently playing? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm playing you right now. But uh, no, uh, right now I'm currently playing um, – I just finished up the new, the new God of War, and I'm currently playing some Madden, of course. And Madden. I just – just started revisiting um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ooh, that's a fucking good game. It's oh, it's so gorgeous. It's beautiful, right? Ubisoft it. knows how to fucking create their open world games. They're beautiful. Yeah, they do. They are stunning. And and Steve lives right next to the studio, so <laughs> like literally down the block. <laughs> that's great. Or down the kilometer, whatever system you use down there. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, it's just Steve. over there. <laughs> yeah let, let's let's head into the uh to the movie sphere of, uh, this part of the questions so i'm gonna go easy at first and then slowly make it more difficult okay. like a gentleman uh, inch by inch i appreciate that <laughs> oh, when you got interest to spare you know um I favorite, favorite movie favorite movie would have to be blazing saddles oh interesting choice um a movie that could not be remade <clears throat> And thank the goodness for all of that because that is a perfect movie. Um, every bit of it is so good. Yeah. Awesome. Now, other than that one, of course, what would you say is your comfort movie? Comfort movies are going to be Back to the Future. Um, I can turn Back to the Future on and, you know, just like the 85 Bears, we're going to go back to 1985 and just enjoy it. Live the glory. Yeah, almost another like pretty much perfect movie. Just oh, hundred percent. Uh, all right, let's get a, let's get a little bit more difficult here. Mm-hmm. Top three action stars and your favorite film for each. Ooh, uh, so a little controversy because I know that you want my number one to be Arnie. I know. Oh, it better be. He's not. <laughs> he's not. Get out of here. Get he's them not. off the podcast. <laughs> I love him. And, you know, he's he's like, who is your daddy and what does he do? Um, but. But my number one is is Jean Claude JCVD. Uh, that's the one I grew up watching the most with my dad. My dad loves JCVD, um, followed by Arnie, and then right after that, uh, Chuck Norris. And what's your favorite movie for each of them? Delta Force for Chuck Norris. Actually, no, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna backtrack that. I'm gonna go a little off the wall and go with Sidekicks. Oh, I like Sidekicks. Okay. Um, Jonathan as, Brandis. Nice. Yes, and, yeah. and Chuck Norris is barely in the movie. Yeah, uh, but it's such a fun movie to watch. Uh, for anybody who hasn't watched it, find it, watch it. It's amazing. Um, I think it's on Tubi. Um, Arnie, I gotta go with Kindergarten Cop. It's just yeah, it's uh, fucking great. I mean, you know, him getting the kids in line, especially especially becoming a parent and watching it later as a parent, it you're like, different. oh my gosh, why why do I not just you know have my kid marching around like that? 
Uh, and then one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Kindergarten knows the way. Uh, <laughs> we gotta do but, it one day. Oh, yeah, 100%. Jean Claude, his favorite movie for me has to be either Bloodsport, uh, you know, his his glory days, you know, he's ah! <laughs> um, or I have a soft spot for the movie Hard Target. Oh, Hard Target is good. Yeah. It's such a it's it's an underrated movie of his that people don't don't throw out there often enough. And it's it's a good movie and would be amazing as a remake. You didn't like Nowhere to Run? <laughs> I mean, you know, when they're sitting around like, he's got a big <laughs> penis. I mean, come on. And she's oh, like, God. that's not that big. I was like, oh, I felt that in my, oh, my soul. God. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. I should call her. Um, it was rough. Yeah. That's great. Uh, all right. Best So Bad It's Good movie. So Not bad good. it's good, and I can't. Um, let's see. No horror, right? No horror, <laughs> no right? Horror. <laughs> um, on, Kung Fu oh, titties. Kung Fu titties <laughs> is amazing, but it's it's so bad it's bad. Um, I would actually gonna I'm gonna throw one out there and say um, Bat Thumb. Oh, I've never seen that one. Oh yeah, there was this whole there was this whole series where they were remaking movies with either using a thumb or a chin. And they did like Titanic, uh, Bat Thumb. If you can find it, Bat Thumb is it's so atrocious how they do Batman, but it's genius at the same time. That's awesome. Like, I'll definitely, I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen like yeah. ske- sketches of it. I remember, especially in the 90s, but yep. I'll definitely look it up. Is going down the tubey hole again. Oh, always. That's, <laughs> it's that's... such a fun hole. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh and my final question for Chuck before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Favorite recently discovered film. Oh um recently discovered. How recent? Because within the last five years, you know. Like... Okay. So last five years um was actually the John Wick series. Um I didn't catch the first one when it came out. Um, and then when it the second one came out, I just watched it, and I love that series. I'm so excited for the fourth one coming out. And people are like, "Oh, it's falling off." I don't care. It's amazing. Whoever's saying that is wrong. I just rewatched one through three with my oldest, and we were hooked to it, dude. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Ooh, yeah, check that in my soul. He kills a guy with a horse. Yes. Like, yes. What? And a pencil. Oh. And all kinds of other fucking objects. You sit on the edge of your seat and you're like, what's he going to do next? I've seen this yes. hundred times now, but I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Chuck. Now we got to know you a little bit better. Yep. Uh, so let's go to news, Mondo. What, yeah, let's uh, what's get... going on? We haven't done news in like a fucking well, I, wait, it, it feels like I, I was going through my phone and things that I saved, and I'm like, fuck it, fuck it, too late, too <laughs> right, late. Let's, yeah. just, let's just go a little bit more relevant. And it's actually a good segue because I know that Chuck is a very big DC guy, and our first topic of the night is going to be this controversy. Let's not keep Henry Cavill to be Superman, but let's keep Ezra Miller to be the Flash. I think it's a huge mistake. I know Steve isn't particularly happy about this. Do you think that Ezra Miller is going to stay in the DC universe or what's going to happen? When I heard that, I I flipped the table uh, because Henry Cavill is a gem. Like he's the kind of guy you want in this role because he absolutely loves playing Superman. And then you get Ezra Miller, who is, he's a shit show. I'm sorry. He's a shit show. But he's Just attending classes. Uh, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. He needs, and, and the Flash being my absolute favorite comic book character of all time, and knowing that this piece of trash is playing it, I'm sorry, he is. It bothers me. But yeah, they should have, they did Henry Cavill wrong. Steve, how mad are you about it? So I first, you know, we were talking about James Gunn. I'm like, I like James Gunn a lot, but I don't know if he can pull off all of DC rather than just an obscure character. Uh, I wonder if they're just saying that because he happens to have a movie still coming out. And then as soon as the flash is out, they're going to get rid of Ezra Miller. 
uh, you know, that's something that all the others don't have, right? There's no other than Aquaman, which they haven't really talked about either. So maybe, yeah. maybe they're just kind of, they don't want to say, okay, Ezra Miller's out as the Flash. Go see the Flash next year. You know, so yeah, they're just right. kind of maybe holding their cards until those movies come out, Shazam, Aquaman, Flash, and then really talk about who's staying, who's going. Uh, and I have a feeling they're either all going to go, but if you start picking and choosing, fans are going to be pissed off. You know, they're pissed off about Henry Cavill. At this point, they have to get rid of all of them or none of them. Yeah. And, but I, and Marvel's I think already they're... like apparently trying to pick up Henry Cavill's, which is hilarious. Oh, um, they better they should. Yeah, <laughs> they should, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. But I have a feeling that they're just holding their cards until those movies come out. And I hope I'm right I... because if not, I'm fucking flipping tables with Chuck. I think it's in a I think it's in a good spot though in the sense that they're at this point with DC where it's just a complete hot garbage mess but the Flash is introducing their version of the multiverse so now you have this opportunity hey movie comes out it's probably not going to do well because of all the backlash of Ezra Miller um but then they could say hey it's all right he got stuck somewhere we don't know where he's at but you know what another flash came back and that's our flash moving forward maybe or some shit like that i don't know all they got to do is kill him off in the end and say oh guess what wally west is here and you go into a whole different you know flashpoint i mean i'm I'm curious to see what what they lay out for plans for dc because i haven't given up on james gunn being at the helm of this i think he's gonna he's gonna fix it so uh moving on to a little bit of uh gaming news um i know steve gave me some shit for this in the in the private chat but uh massive is set to unveil some new uh information regarding their star wars game massive popular for my favorite uh game that i love division they've been working on the star wars game for several years now it's similar in vain to no man's sky no steve i don't think it's just collecting resources from different planets i think that they have a fucking golden egg in their hands and i cannot wait um for them to announce it to show us some gameplay hopefully it's third person please because i hate first person um but what do you guys think is this something that you'd be interested in playing coming out uh i'm i'm always open for a star wars game um good bad or ugly i'm gonna play it because it's star wars uh i may drop drop out of it as soon as possible if it's terrible but i'm gonna play it 100 percent day one yeah, I'm basically at this point just hoping for Starfield with a Star Wars skin. You know, that from yeah. what we've seen. I, I don't know. We haven't played it yet. But uh, if if they give us Starfield with a Star Wars skin, fuck yeah, man. Like, I cannot wait yeah, they, for a game. But, but cool. I mean, they have a good track record, right? So I am excited about whatever they pull. The No Man's Sky thing is kind of like, okay, no, that's not what I want. I hope all they mean by that is you can travel to multiple planets and maybe um, it's procedurally generated. But that's not what Star Wars is. It's not procedural. You know, there should be actual planets with names and, you know, so. Yeah, Star Wars is such a big universe, though. It's so many planets. I mean, you can go on Reddit and there's this one guy, Marv, I believe is his name. I'll have to link it. But uh, he has the whole galaxy map mapped out. And just this idea of being able to like, oh, I'm in Coruscant, then I'm on Tatooine, then I'm a Jakku. And each planet has a set of missions because we're going to that live service type uh, game now, right? So get sit here and be like hey there's 20 missions on this planet there's 20 missions on that planet and we have a thousand planets have fun motherfuckers for the next well, 400 hours and one more they're gonna pull a fucking adventures and even though there's a hundred planets all the missions are oh yeah i would say it's a you're utah. utah again <laughs> yeah. Shit. fucking utah fucking utah <laughs> johnny utah <laughs> all right um some more star wars news this is more for my uh my horny star wars nerds out there uh anyone local to california the empire strips back burlesque parody show is going to san diego california in february now their previous shows were all sold out apparently it's the hot spot to be burlesque and star wars i'm gonna want my local buddies to hit me up we might have to go uh pay a visit to san diego in february all right um i was going to speak about adam driver as reed richards we could talk about that another time because we just got as we're recording the trailer drop for ant-man quantumania boys you just saw it with me what the hell do you think about that kang holy shit looks great <laughs> oh my i got chills 
Yeah, it looks really good. Like I, I just, I, I, the excitement kind of waned a little bit, but that new trailer just kind of just drove oh it over my. the edge. Yeah, I'm excited now. Steve looks like he's lost right now. Oh my god, there's so much to process in there. Uh, <laughs> we finally got like a good shot of Kang, a Modok with, with the yeah. We saw Modok finally. Uh, I really hope there's just something under the suit, but that's a whole other discussion that we've had before. <laughs> uh, we got to see Kang like full like blue face. I I just fucking love it. I still can't believe that we're getting Kang the Conqueror. And dude, like, he fucking so said. We don't, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. Oh my God. That's crazy. And all those hundreds of Ant-Mans, like we're, we're totally getting this, uh, fucking variant version of everything now. Oh my gosh. They're really reading to the secret wars and I can't wait to see. Oh dude, that, that was cool. Well, um, I don't know how you follow that up other than, uh, uh, real quick dial of destiny trailer. Did you guys catch that one by chance? Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. I love Indy so much and after that last disaster i'm so excited for something new do you you think that trailer slapped eh holy shit oh not only did we get a fucking millennial term of slap but we even got an a attached to that shit man that was great (laughs) that slap day that was fucking great dude it looks great i cannot wait for more indiana jones i I, i'm really hope that they don't bring uh what was his fucking Son's mutt, name? Mutt. Mutt. Yeah. Mutt. Mutt. Apparently they I'm will address it though. So maybe that's his granddaughter or some shit like that. I don't I think they're not related. So I, I don't, they don't need to be. Yeah. Who knows? It's maybe, maybe he had a child. Mar- with, it could um, be Marion's daughter that he's just like taking care of or or what what's her face from Club Obi-Wan? I have no idea what that means. Temple <laughs> Tep- Temple of Doom. Yeah. The, the singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe he hooked up with her and they had a kid and he didn't know about it. I don't yeah. know. Um, but, but to close out the news, uh, as of this uh, recording, one fifteen twenty three, gentlemen, mark in your calendar because we are getting episode one of The Last of Us. And it is going to be 85 minutes long. So I cannot wait because I've played that game repeatedly. That opening 30 minutes is life-changing Will they be able to successfully translate that into the show? I don't know. We'll see. But I'm excited for Last of Us TV show coming up. Maybe it'll probably break a fucking curse of all these video game movies and stuff. We got a good show. So maybe. It's, maybe. It's, it's hard because it's so, such a good game. I just don't know if it translates. Be positive. I, I, I hope so. I really, really hope so. But. Get your toy and take it back to the cabinet. It's gonna be tough, but uh, the trailers look great for The Last of Us, and and it's got it's got some good excitement behind it. But let's hope they I don't. Think, just I think the challenge is that people are trying to visually imagine like, well, this is what Joel like looks like. This is what Ellie looks like, and because the actors don't necessarily one to one ratio it, it's kind of taking people out of it. But let's wait and see. Because it could be fucking great. Uh, but that's it for news. Uh, really quickly, let's go over to some What Watch Read and Played. I'll start this one off because um, I don't have that much. Uh, as far as what I've been watching lately, I watched a Netflix documentary that was very interesting. It is called The Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much. It is based on The Price is Right, a uh, gentleman who was watching the fucking show from when he was a kid to an adult. He tracked all the items that were up for sale on the show, created a spreadsheet, a program. This motherfucker memorized basically the price of everything in the show. He became synonymous. Theodore, Theodore in the audience for yelling out the price of things and helping people win. It was very intriguing. It's got the good funny moments and also has the fuck you moments for people that he helped win big and never gave them anything or even gave him credit for helping, but really good watch on Netflix. If you've got the hour 30 to watch it, um, as far as what I've been reading, I just finished the division compromise book by Thomas Paris parrot. Excuse me. It came out in December um fucking fantastic book i'm obviously biased i loved it every minute of it and as far as gaming i'm in a little bit of a gaming lull right now i don't know if you guys ever experienced this but it's like you play and you're just like i'm not feeling it right now which is why i haven't finished bioshock because i play it like five six minutes into it and i'm like ah let me go read instead i'm just not feeling it right now but i know i need to get on it i will get back into my gaming to finish it because bioshock's in like two weeks so chuck take it away so I've been uh, 
out of my apartment for a couple of weeks. So I haven't really been able to game, but I have been watching some movies. Um, today, I've finished up a couple of good ones uh, and a, one not so good one. I was able to watch Ready Player One today. Um, I've seen it multiple times beforehand, but it was the first time I watched with my dad. And he was like, hey, did you notice this? And I was like, yes, dad, I noticed that. Thank you. He's like, oh, my gosh, did you see? Yes, daddy, I, I saw that too, thanks. Um, but it was it was great seeing his excitement. Um, it, it's a great movie. I mean, any fandom of any sort, you know, that's a good movie. Uh, other than that, I watched, uh, we had a running joke in the Discord where we play, you know, guess the game or, or guess the movie. And we had been guessing uh, American Kickboxer, The Mummy, all this other stuff. Well, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on Tubi and see if I can find American Kickboxer because I don't re really remember that movie. Um, couldn't find American Kickboxer 1, but found American Kickboxer 2. And it's awful. It is absolutely trash. Like, they're, they're just randomly fighting just to fight. Like, they're like, oh, we just finished this fight with these same guys, but there they are again, but now we're mud. So it's a different fight. Exact same guys. They fought like six times. Made no sense whatsoever. And I'm sitting there going, just watching it going, this movie's really long for no reason. Budget and constraints. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, and then uh, past that, uh, I've, I read a book. Um, I, I can read, believe it or not. Some people don't think I can, but I can. Uh, I actually just started reading books to my kid we started reading reading the percy jackson series which is actually one of my favorite series uh even have a shirt for the camp half blood like because i'm a nerd you know it's what we do we support random fandoms and yeah, uh, yeah, buddy. great series if you've if no one's ever read it it's a quick easy read about a kid who finds out he's the son of a god um ancient greek gods and goddesses are still alive and Boy. still having kids exactly <laughs> and, so, and they're yeah, doing it on disney plus too and those movies are trash they are absolutely garbage when saw them in theaters and i was like y'all are killing me y'all nah, they're, re they're redoing it though they're redoing it and it looks phenomenal yep and then they're like oh yeah it's gonna be coming out in 2024 i'm like eh, Fuck. Thanks, <laughs> yeah that's 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 me on what watched and played and read all right uh i got three movies in the game Gonna start with the game because it's nothing too exciting. Uh, I did finish Bioshock, but we're gonna talk about that next episode, hopefully. You know, it's kind of the Bioshock curse at this point. Um, but I did also play a game over the holidays, so you might not know this about me. I don't talk about it too much, but one of my favorite pastimes is to do escape rooms. So basically, I go to a place and they lock you in a room for 60 minutes and you have to figure out puzzles to get out of it. It's something I really love doing. It is an expensive hobby. It's like $30 a person every time I go. You need a group of four or six minimum to get into them. And it's kind of a pain to get there. But thanks to Xbox Game Pass, I found an alternative. And that is Escape Academy. So Escape Academy is an indie game where basically you go into escape rooms and try to figure out how to get out. Uh, they give you a time limit, but if you're not good at escape rooms, they let you extend that time as much as you want uh, at the end of the level. So it's not, you know, too bad of a thing. And I had a ton of fun. Like, I had so much fun that when I finished it, I immediately bought the DLC so I could have more escape rooms to play. Because it does really help uh, kind of, you know, know how escape rooms work, what kind of puzzles that they do. And they're, like, hard, but not too hard. It's like just when you think you're fucked you find something and you're like, okay, that just unlocks a whole bunch of stuff. And it's a really fun game. And I highly recommend it to anyone who has Game Pass. The uh, three movies that I watched, the first one is a movie I crammed right before our uh, top of the year list. And that was, no, it's not that one, Mondo. That's next though. Uh, this one is one that I thought would make my top, but ended up not doing so. And that's everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, so this is a movie about a woman who's just going through her life. She runs a uh, laundry like place and all of a sudden her husband like snaps out of himself and he's someone from another like multiverse and he's basically warning her that uh, shit's about to go down and there's this kind of villain character played by, um, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And so it's basically like her trying to tackle the multiverse and go into these different like 
multiverse situations and download like skills that she can get kind of like the matrix at the same time and yeah it's, there's some great fucking scenes in this there's a what i'm gonna call the dick scene is absolutely hilarious if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about um there's some amazing like fights in it like kung fu fights and kind of matrixy fights you know where they they move like really really well and stuff like that but it's a very fucking long movie and to be honest with you it kind of lost me at a certain point because it wasn't as interesting as i guess i thought it would have been so i did not think it was like top 10 worthy it's definitely worth watching once but not the kind of best movie ever that everyone seemed to think it was but speaking of best movie ever, I also saw Black Adam. Um, so this is, of course, starring The Rock. It's been in development for like 100 years. I think they announced The Rock while in college that he was going to start in this thing. So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it's been like 10 years, I think, that this was in development. Uh, I wasn't that excited about it, to be honest with you. Even though I like The Rock, I think it's, you know, he's kind of always The Rock in every movie. But... As a kid, one of my favorite characters was a very obscure one, and that was Dr. Fate. And when I saw the trailer and knew that Dr. Fate was going to be in this, suddenly my interest was renewed. And sure enough, it is exactly what I expected. The Black Adam stuff was kind of dull. His little group was kind of dull. But Dr. Fate was fucking awesome. And I was so happy to get to see Dr. Fate do all this like crazy shit. And to finally see him done on screen... I, I just absolutely love that. Now, the movie itself, eh, very generic. Typical DC movie, if you ask me. Like, most DC movies, it's like a three out of five at the most. You know, like, other than Batman Superman, I think most of them fall into that three or less range. But uh, it was just so cool to see Doctor Fate, and that made me excited to watch it. And finally, one I did Doctor just... Strange! But yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and one I did, finally, just for Mondo, uh, Arabella Black Angel. Now, technically, this is a horror film, but as we explained in the past, if I have too many horror films I watch, is it though? Is it? It's kind of a horror (laughs) film, and there's killings and there's blood, and but really, it's a porno (laughs) with the under the guise of a horror film. Like, holy shit, this is like straight up a porno, Mondo. It's on Shutter if you want to watch it. Uh, It's basically a girl. She fucks. She kills. She fucks. She kills. She fucks. She kills. And a movie. That's really what this movie is about. It's super weird, too, because she goes to these brothels, but all of the, like, prostitutes are, like, Batman, like, henchmen, you know, like, uh, the Joker's henchmen. They're, like, fucking jesters and, like, people in leather. It's the weirdest fucking thing ever. Like, at one point, she picks up a prostitute. He's wearing, like, uh, polka dot boxers and... And his boxing glove. (laughs) Yeah, the boxing glove. And she goes up to him to, like, buy him. He's like... Yeah, I'll do it, but I'm keeping the gloves on. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's such a weird fucking movie. Uh, they go full on though. Like, there's like straight up cunnilingus and like, <laughs> yes. uh, oh yeah, there's dick. There's <laughs> zooming shots of people's asses, like hairy butt. Uh, they make sure to show every single woman's vagina in it. Like, it's like, okay, we're hiring for the movie. We're showing your vagina. <laughs> like, that's it's weird. It's like so out of the place. And the weirdest scene to me. So a guy buys his wife lingerie and she's naked already right and then she spends the next like three minutes seductively putting it on which is like wait a minute i think you got that backwards i don't think that's how lingerie works it's supposed to be on and then you slowly take it off so she's putting it on and then finally it's on but then he says something that gets her mad she gets pissed off what does she do she takes it all back off and then she goes into bed naked i'm like that's not a punishment. That's what. That's the end goal here. It was, it's just a really reverse scene that I thought was weird. But uh, yeah, glad I watched it. Never will watch it again. That's Arabella, Black <laughs> Angel on Shutter. I'm so happy you watched that, dude. I I was was so stunned when I saw it on Shutter. I was like, "What is this? This is a porno." I'm in. I'm not adding that to my list right now. Oh, you bet. No. You're bumping that shit to the top, you damn liar. <laughs> right there, tonight. Oh. oh, all right. So that's it for what Watch Red and Played. Uh, before we get into the review, one last thing. We have some listener questions. So, fellas, I hope you are ready to answer these. Let me just bring them up real quick. Yeah, no listener all questions, right. unfortunately. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Chuck, can you <laughs> read us your questions? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
All right. Our first question comes from our homie, the tall 6-7, Aja versus 007. This movie is super quotable. Are there any other obscure movies you guys find yourself quoting and confusing people with? Um, For me, I would say Samurai Cop is the most recent thing where like, I'll say to my wife, be like, you want to fuck me? Are you circumcised? <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> oh, man. What about you guys? So for me, I actually, I have a couple that I use all the time. Uh, the number one that, that nobody gets is also, I'll just randomly be like, do it, do it, Lars. Uh, from the movie, The Heavyweights. If you, y'all remember that, it's a Disney movie. That's Ben kids. Stiller. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like, oh, and then the guy's like, I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Don't know why that sticks with me because I'm never feeling skinny. And just every single time. Um, also, instead of saying John Hancock, I always bust out Tommy Boy's Herbie Hancock. Like, oh, yeah, we just need your Herbie Hancock. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, you don't get that. Okay, cool. Um, anytime somebody drops anything, it's always, uh, oh, put, put that anywhere there, pal, from Groundhog Day. No, good one. Yeah. <sighs> Killing me, Mondo. Yeah, Bill him. Murray killed me. Bill, Mer- Bill Murray killed me. Well, you made me watch Scrooge, and that was it. Well, I'm sorry that he has a direct line to my funny bone. And me too. So, <laughs> and then of course my my uh, one of my absolute favorites is forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Nice, of course, classic. Um, one of the first movies that we reviewed on the show. Ninja yep. Turtles, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, so good. Yeah, mine aren't really obscure because I quote mostly Schwarzenegger. That's like my my go to guy. You know, I, I quote a lot of Batman versus Robin. Uh, I no, not versus Robin. Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that would have been a way better movie. It. Can't mention it without saying it. You gotta uh, say it. I'm here. Please say it. Please. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> oh God, there's so many. Like, oh yeah, there's so many in that movie that I can't wait to <laughs> one day dive shit. into. That just, um, I just made my night right there. <laughs> uh, kindergarten Cop, of course. There's a ton of them that. Uh, you know, I'm the potty pooper, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. But uh, the only obscure one I'd say is it's one of my favorite lines ever. No one really ever talks about it except on TikTok recently for some reason. It's like making a comeback, and that's when the fuck did we get ice cream? I will <laughs> use that line. Anything if if there is something where I didn't remember that we ate or saw or did, I'm always going to use that line. Uh, but with whatever I'm talking about, and that's from The Ringer. A yes. very obscure movie with Johnny Knoxville, and it's one of the best lines ever. And it was ad libbed, so you could, if you watch it, you could see Johnny Knoxville like burst out laughing because it was so out of nowhere. It's an amazing line and a great movie. Such well, you know, movie. just like just like old fashioned, everything's coming back, Steve. It's just catching up with you again. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last set of questions come from the homie Eric. Please slow down your reading. I was trying to catch up with you, and now you're like 20 books in, and they're all 800-page books. Slow down, dude. Uh, But his first question of the night is, how big of a crush did you have on Vanity the first time you saw this movie? Vanity is the woman of women. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, I will talk about it more when we review it, but I got some things to say. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's I, I watched this um you know growing up and every time she comes on the screen you're just like wow just staring at her and she is just phenomenal phenomenal yeah she's super attractive but I only watched a movie two days ago for the first time so I don't have like nostalgic feelings about uh you know her but she's definitely like gorgeous and yeah all right, and the last question from Eric tonight is going to be, who was your ultimate 80s or 90s action movie babe? Chucky, you take this one first. So I I, I thought deep and hard and, and hard and deep for the first time ever about who I could pick. And there were so many that went through. I couldn't pick just one because young me was enthralled with the ladies of action. Um, and so I got a, a, a top, let's see, three, four, five, six. I got a top six. Top 20. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Top six and, and, and no particular order. Uh, Mia Sara 
because from Time Cop, yes. Oh, loved her. Uh, Carrie Fisher, obviously. Karen Allen. She, she's that odd, like, gorgeous in a, in a whole different way. Um, Jamie Gertz from Twister, because she was just great. Uh, Lucy Lawless from Xena. And, and Hercules. And then uh, I'm going to throw out one from a terrible movie, but I remember it to every detail. Kylie Minogue from uh, from Street Fighter. Yeah. Yep. No shame. Steve, what you got? Uh, <laughs> I went Linda Carter from uh, the Wonder Woman uh, series, which I watched a little bit when I was a kid. And also, for, and for the 90s, for me, it was Pamela Anderson from uh, Barbed Wire. Barbed wire, uh, holy I, shit. I, I, I had her poster on the wall. And who did it? I had a few posters of her on the wall, her and Jenny McCarthy. So one yeah. right above the bed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely so, that was definitely my my two kinks as far as uh, action went at that time. Those are some sticky posters now. Um shit for me, obviously Princess Leia. Come on, space babe. I love it. She's my number one. Um, but like you, there was a couple that came to mind. If we can count Sharon Stone from Total Recall. Because, I mean, twist those suspenders. You got my attention. Um, and shit, who is my... I had a third one. Oh, from the 90s. Uh, Mia Jovovich from Fifth Element. Because oh, yeah. Mia Jovovich, I've said it many times on this podcast, she is like a crush like no other. Um, if we weren't doing just to cheat a little, if we weren't doing just action, no doubt 80s and 90s was fucking uh, Molly Ringwald and Phoebe Cates. Those two. Phoebe Cates, I love you. I just want you to know that when you hear this, never in your life. So that's it for questions for tonight. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the meat and potatoes of the show, our viewer suggested movie, who is here with us tonight, Chuck, The Last Dragon. Give this an intro, baby. Let's get into it. 1985's The Last Dragon is the story of Leroy Green, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy, played by Tai Mok as he wants to become a Kung Fu master. Training in Kung Fu to the point of being able to catch an arrow with his hands, he's released into the world to search for the final level, a.k.a. the glow. Along his journey, he must protect his family and his new love interest, the beautiful Laura Charles, played by Prince's protege, Vanity, by the evil Shogun of Harlem, Shonuff, and the king of video games, Eddie Arcadian. Can he survive the tough streets of Harlem and ascend to the final level? level and become the last dragon hey that made me really kind of excited right now holy shit that tennessee accent Ooh, eddie arcadia Ooh, right All right yeah well dude give us some of your preliminary thoughts going with it you're the one who's watched it repeatedly as we're steve and i've only seen <laughs> it for the first time yeah so so i was uh i was in charge of uh picking the movie for the for the listener question or listener uh review and and this is a movie that i've wanted y'all to watch because it's so ridiculous it's absolutely insane but it's true 80s nostalgia for me like everything about this movie just screams 80s at you uh amazing soundtrack great fight sequences and it's so quotable like like cody said in the questions you can quote this movie all day just from you know kiss my converse to you know everything it's just it's phenomenal. I love this movie so much. All right, Steve, you want to go or you want me to go? You go first. You want me to go? All right. I'm just going to jump right into it, okay? Um, and then if at any point you want to chime in, chime in. Um, so honest, transparency, you got. You told us, let's watch The Last Dragon. And I was like, what the fuck are we going to watch? Looked it up on uh, Letterboxd, and I'm like, god damn, this is going to be uh, – either good or not so good because that's the only options we have and it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad uh yes <laughs> uh let me tell you that that intro definitely captured me whenever you've got some kind of ridiculous training montage with glistening sweat going everywhere and tight butt cheeks and stuff i was like okay kind of feeling this oh you're catching arrows now motherfucker okay that is some cool shit. I'm getting that 80s feel. Um, but yeah, first time watch for me, like I mentioned. Uh, this movie has a ton of like unknown actors to me personally. However, it does have some faces I did recognize. 
for example, the dude from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like when I saw him, I'm like, this is okay. There's hope for this movie yet. And then a young William H. Macy who comes on screen for literally like two minutes. And I'm like, damn, this guy's a good actor, even when he's got some obscure role. Like, this is crazy. But what was even greater was seeing Kino from Secrets of the Ooze in this fucking movie. The little Asian kid fighting at the end. I was like, it's fucking Kino, dude. You joined the foot, you fucking traitor. Trying to chase down Raph. Um, but like I said, the training montage was legit. They There's so many, like, on-the-nose references in this fucking movie, man. Like, oh, your training is over. But master, I need to get to the next level. Then you must go find some dumb goy. What? What? Some dumb guy? Like what? The fuck? Yep. Right. I. I'm, I didn't. I, that's not over my head, right? I'm. I'm pretty good on that one, right? Yeah. No. I. I caught that many times watching that. It's like it's a play <laughs> on some dumb guy because he's telling him, "Hey, yeah, come on, you're the some dumb guy here. Let's go." Here's Bruce Lee's medallion. You got to take it with you. I. I did like all the homages to Bruce Lee, and watching this movie really kind of bummed me out in the sense is I wish that Bruce and Brandon were still here because I wonder how much they would have revolutionized even more martial arts and movies and stuff. So it was cool. But uh, fucking Bruce Leroy, a.k.a. Leroy fucking Green. Whoa, my, what a fucking name. This guy's walking around his, you know, his his wear and stuff, going to a movie theater that was so weird because you have Asian individuals, you have black individuals, they're watching Bruce Lee and loving it and celebrating it. I'm cool. But then the ultimate fucking guy comes into this thing. Show no. Who's the master? Show no. Oh my God, dude. I've never loved the character so much. He literally, I'm going to just spoil it and say he was my favorite part of this fucking movie. Um, I'll stop Show there up. for now. Steve, give us some of your thoughts. This way we can... uh get into a little bit more yeah so someone's gotta play the grinch in this situation someone's gotta be the todd right uh i liked it but i didn't love it i think this is one that relies a lot on nostalgia because there are a lot of things in it that i was like okay this is a little like weird uh some of the things i didn't like before the stuff i did like is like way too many music video interludes like it's just constant throughout this whole movie and i'm like like the music's cool because you know obviously that's the movies music from the 80s but they're just like showing the music video almost like i was watching this on mtv like a fucking Bees and butthead episode you know? it was supposed like, to be it was supposed yeah. to be though it i was know produced but... by motown i mean oh, was it? yeah barry gordon is the like one of the founders of motown and he produced the movie so he input a lot of music videos it was a, a segue for them right but I, watching it in you know 2023 you lose a lot of that, and then you're just like, okay, I'm just watching music videos, you know? Like, uh, so th that was a kind of an issue. I loved all the Bruce Lee references, of course. You know, he's a huge Bruce Lee fan, but I think they went a little too much into showing Bruce Lee footage. Uh, it just made me want to watch Bruce Lee movies as opposed to be watching what I'm watching right now. So I don't want to be taken out of the movie that I'm in and make me want to watch something else, you know? So that was a kind of another issue. And my other big issue, I did not like the villain in this at all. I thought he was kind of pointless. Uh, I don't know, like, like why was he even there? And now I'm talking about Eddie, obviously. He's the because he's the <laughs> shit. I was like, <laughs> you better not be talking about the Shogun of Harlem. No, Shogun, Shonuff is the fucking best. I <laughs> love that character, but why not make him the focal point and make this other random fucking old white dude Eddie? Like, it just, I wasn't interested in that whole thing at all. Like, it was him and his problem with his fucking, like, wife or girlfriend or whatever the hell she was. That was Cindy Lauper. I'm just kidding. But it just, it didn't do anything for me. I just, it's like, you got this amazing fucking villain. Why aren't you using him? There's this whole portion of the movie where he's not there. And you're like, where, when the hell are we going to see him again? Like, he was so interesting. And I wish they really focused on him as opposed to that whole kind of Eddie thing. So there's more, but I'll leave it at that. For but that was, that was such a cool name for the white dude, Eddie Arcadian. I don't know why every time yeah. they said his name, I'm like, that's a really cool, unique fucking villain name. But uh, I got a lot of the warriors vibes from this fucking movie <laughs> with all the henchmen. Yeah. I was like, not only are the henchmen like completely useless and dumb, but they're also like, I don't know. I was just like sitting there. I was thinking, "Warriors, come on!" I won't do it. <laughs> uh, 
But I love this dance studio that you kind of alluded to there, Steve. I When they showed this dance studio, I was like, that shit's fucking revolutionary. Holy shit. That's cool. You got this big screen, and then you're going to throw on fucking in the rhythm of the night. Da, 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 da. I was like, fuck, dude. I was feeling it. I was watching it. I was like, this shit's cool. So I, I really do love this movie. It's one of them that I grew up watching with my dad. The same thing with Warriors, why I love Warriors so much. I have a lot of memories. My dad doesn't sit down and watch a lot of movies. And so when he does, and I watch him with him, we we kind of bond over that. And it's it's one of those things. And this is one of them that uh, that I grew up watching. Uh, of course, the training sequence. Uh, any movie with a good training sequence, I'm I'm there for it. Like, it's a thing. Um, and then uh, I can't mention enough the soundtrack for me. I'm a big Motown guy, and so I see you know Barry Gordon. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Motown. I was just waiting for put some Temptations in there, and I was like, oh yeah, it's the '80s. Temptations weren't really big then. Never mind, my bad. Sorry, guys. Um, and the old, the old uh, martial arts master, like playing pranks on him. Essentially, it's like that. I want to be trained by this guy. This what a is what a Mr. Dick. Miyagi. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a it's dick. Mr. Miyagi before Mr. Miyagi. Like that guy. <laughs> um, the all the homages to Bruce Lee, I thought were very well done. Um, you know, including his, his yellow jumpsuit, and the girls like, I want to peel this banana. Banana, yes. You know? Um, and I, I I do agree. Eddie Arcadian is a little overdone. Uh, I do like his name, but it's like, well, it's a little spot on because you're like, oh, I'm the arcade king. Yeah. yeah. With a name like that, you probably should be. Just saying. Um, and they played <laughs> on they played on Rocky Balboa by naming the boxer the failed boxer Rock. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Cindy Lauper reference with her horrible videos. They were so bad. I liked them. I didn't think they were that bad. They're the, the dialogue when I was reading, because I watched it with captions. I was like, it's not there's some stupid ass songs, but it's kind of funny. She was like weirdly old, but then like not old. It was just it got me going. I'm like, how old is this woman? She's like 50, 40, 30. Where are we at right here? <laughs> it's because they were talking about dirty books. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the song was literally called Dirty Books. Like a little yeah. on the nose. And he's over there like, yeah, oh yeah. And the, and the whole thing is he wants this, uh, this you know Laura Charles who does this TV show Seventh Heaven, which is very reminiscent of like Soul Train or or even now like uh, TRL and stuff like that, where they live videos and you know have reactions to them and stuff. Except they have full on dance parties, and I wanted to be there. I wanted to be at those dance parties. Like they they look so much fun. Um, they did. Oh my gosh! And then they whole. I, what what got me about it? I do have one thing about it. It's the timeline. The timeline was very weird to me, because one minute he's getting released from his master and told, "Go, go find your master." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, we're getting ready to go find a new master," and then he's got students. Yeah, like, his dojo. Yeah, that was weird. Where did this time frame go? And how old is he? Well, yeah, he's like, like sixteen years old. And then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, he's he's now he's the master, but he's not the master." Yeah, like that—that that made no sense to me. And then, um, I, I really enjoyed the, the when you first get introduced to showing up and he walks in the theater. I I love who's the master. Like that. Yes, he's like who's Show the up. baddest, who's the prettiest. Yeah, love those. It, he's such a great like we've had we've seen movies that have really great antagonists, but this guy, it's like he took his role and he fucking did it. He's a giant. Oh yeah. In that, and those last that last fight scene when he's like in a doorway, you start realizing like this is a big dude in real life. I mean, sadly he passed away uh pretty young, but holy shit, he took that role. And I dare say, like for me, Leroy was a little too much in this movie with his all like, oh master, hello, daddy son, hello, mother son, hello. I like I was like, dude, it's a little much. When I fall in love with the antagonist more than the protagonist, I was like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I just totally jumped in on your shit. Oh, you're good. Thing. You're good. I just, uh, I just enjoyed it a lot. Where, he, you know, he he comes in. It's like you you love him and you hate him. You know, yeah. showing up because you're like, oh gosh, he's, he's so eccentric. <laughs> yes. The the giant shoulder pads that he you it, you know growing up as a wrestling fan, you think um, Legion of Doom, Warriors, Legion of Doom, or yeah. Doom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's him. Um, and then now you look at him, you're like, oh, it's Buster Rhymes' dad. Uh, <laughs> Shit, that's so true i didn't think of that yeah you think uh, about it more when you start making uh comparisons to like halloween 
Yeah. When, when shown up, it's like gets knocked down and then you, you pay him back. He's not there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I punched him six times. <laughs> yeah. and, and he just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. That's, and then you get the Buster Rhymes again. Um, the fashion was so good. Like an eighties. Oh, the, the, at the, in the, uh, in the movies here, movie theater scene where the big guys in the pink crop top yes like, the fucking pink crop i thought i'm like dude i pulled that off freaking chuck and i just appeared in a movie and we yeah. were like six years old come on i, I, I could i could I, was, I kept thinking to myself can i pull that off and then i was like probably <laughs> not uh yeah, can. um and then uh yeah loved loved vanity in this role which vanity was horny she Ooh. was horny in this movie dude well, you know, she was Prince's protege. And if yeah, you ever listen to any a lot. of her music outside of this, like she's super clean in this, but any other thing she's in is not clean at all. Wait, I want to show you the moves. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, I don't have a paintbrush. Oh, shit, dude. Like she she told him, she looked at him in the car, remember when she got in and she's like, ooh, I, I picked you out of the crowd. And then he goes to her apartment and she's like, oh, uh, let me do my hair. Oh, you want me to teach you? Like she, you knew. I I want to show you how this is done. I don't care how old you are. Let's do this. Yeah. Repeat. It. And then, can we talk about how his brother Richie, who's probably like ten or eleven in this movie, already has sexual experiences that he can speak to <laughs> because he's like, you gotta have the moves. He's what are you talking about? Like, dude, Richie was he was ready, dude. He out of all his friends, he's like. Here, I'm like Cody. I'm ready to go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, but phenomenal. Richie yes. was the best. Richie was the best dressed out of all of them, too. Yeah, he was. He's uh, smooth, dude. So smooth. And and yeah, just uh I loved him. I love the whole family. Um, you know, Daddy Green, Mama Green, when the you know, just directing your pizza to Daddy Green's Daddy pizza. pizza. Yes. I wanted to go and have pizza with Daddy Green, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, but I those was, Asian those Asian dudes at uh, some dumb goy were like really. I reminded me like of the fucking black crows in that uh, stupid Disney movie. They get so much like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on here?" Because these guys were literally like, "Hey, brother, what's like? Whoa, are we doing role reversal here? Like, exactly. this is kind of weird. Like, huh? It was it was crazy to see that. I mean, it wouldn't pass today. There's no way. No, no, <laughs> no. And this was a hundred percent a. Um, and, and they've they've said it. It was it was made to be a black kung fu movie, correct? And, like like Blackula is a black Dracula. Yeah, like this exactly. Is, this, and that's and what they I did it really well because I mean they played it up to where you're like, I believe in this. This is you know I'm I'm behind Bruce Leroy. Yeah, even though that was considered a bad name because that's what Shogun was calling him, Shownuff. But Shownuff, uh, he owned it up, and it was it was phenomenal, dude. I love the final battle because you get. Yes you get all these warriors type villains that are fighting the guy who doesn't even talk. He just barks. Uh, and then you got his dojo people coming to help him with little Kino. Who's going to be in secrets of the ooze several years later. He um, fought his that, dad in that movie too. Yeah. In secrets of the ooze or this movie? No, no. In this movie, oh. um, the guy who grabs him towards the end of the fight is his dad. Is his dad. Oh, and then senior. he does the kick. Yeah, yeah. he does. I, I thought that that fight was pretty cool. And I loved, I mean, we talked, spent the whole time searching for the glow and fucking show enough pulls out his glow. He's like, ha, ha, I'm the master of high love. And then freaking Leroy getting fucking drowned. He's like, <laughs> oh, flashbacks. Uh. And he does the homage to fucking Bruce, dude. Like he's fucking, yep. I'm doing the Matrix shit right now. Um, It was just, it was cool, man. I, I liked the ending to it. And when he fucking Ace Ventura, that fucking bullet at the end, I was like, yeah. <laughs> That that's what makes it solid for me. I mean, it wasn't the best of movies, but with the soundtrack and the over the topness show enough, like that fucking made this movie for me. It made it to a delightful watch. I will say though, it was pretty fucking long. Oh it was, yeah, it was super long. It's like an hour forty something. Like I yeah, guess I see, didn't realize how how long it was until I was watching it to review wow. it. I was like, oh my gosh, I Steve, horrible. give us some more. Give us some more of that hate, dude. Oh, I mean, I, I like some parts of it too. <laughs> you know, like, I like um, when it ended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I like the music. The costumes are fucking phenomenal. Uh, I love the whole glow shit. You know, but the, anything that involved Shonuff, you know, it was like I was. It's great. Super into it because he was 
fantastic. I did find it was edited weird. I think like uh, yeah. you know, Chuck said it like the uh, continuity is all over the place. You're like, what the fuck's going on? It just jumps from like scene to scene sometimes, and you're like, what just happened? Like, what happened? <laughs> how did this you know correlate with this? It makes no sense. Um, I so I know you guys did, but I didn't. I thought the fighting was a little weak, like a little sloppy. You know, like I've seen a lot of kung fu movies, and usually the fighting is really crisp. Whereas it, I didn't feel like Leroy was all that great of a fighter. Um, and he didn't have the glow yet. No, I know, he's but like exactly, yeah, <laughs> they, he's been training forever. And the way they they like build him up in the opening montage is like he's the greatest fighter ever. You know, or at least he's about to be. And I didn't. I don't know. I guess the actor wasn't really a kung fu guy. Like they just took. He a... was actually. Was he? Damn. Yeah, I think <laughs> what I think happened though is I think he had to dumb it down for the stunt people. Okay. Because he legit was like, and Shonuff wasn't at all. Don't so fuck no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, I can tell that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that though because when you look at it, like even JCVD films, like his fighting is crisp. You know, they're fucking like his kicks are crisp and his punches are crisp. Whereas I didn't find Leroy's stuff to be all that great but that final fight was magic you know but again that's great that, that really comes down to me loving the villain so much you know which is hilarious that you're kind of rooting for him i was kind of bummed when he got like you know put in that pool there so yeah i wanted a little bit more of that fight you know i didn't want him to yeah. go out like that but it, i mean you you get him in that little fucking or that not little a big old bucket of water but that, like i said that ace ventura fucking bullet catch i was like oh my god this is fucking ridiculous because you know movies they'll they'll drop you a little crumb early on oh it's mm-hmm. leroy could catch bullets with his fucking teeth or whatever you like passes on and then you watch the end Ching! oh got it hey uh, Amanda, yeah. do you remember the last movie you watched where someone caught a bullet with their mouth ace ventura no I'm not, gonna say, that... I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm <laughs> you know I'm not gonna say you know I'm not gonna say it's fucking Scrooge, was it? No. no. What movie? Oh god, no. Yeah. UHF. <laughs> Fuck yeah. When he's doing Fuck Rambo. Us. Fuck UHF. Dude. And then he machine, no, uh... machine guns with his mouth. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but it was it was a delightful watch, Chuck. Like I said, I was expecting walking into this thinking like you are no longer going to be talked to for the next two weeks. Like uh, I, I'm shutting you out, but give us your rating, Chuck. You've seen this multiple times. Our first time. What's your rating for this movie? I have. Uh, it's it's just one of those movies, man. It's just hit with me. Nostalgia. I owned it on VHS. I've I've owned I've got it on DVD right now. Um, I have to give it like a three point five out of five. Oh, okay. um, maybe a four, maybe a four, but I'm gonna stick three point five. And I'm not that far from you, man. Uh, the The music was great. Show enough was my favorite part of this. Um, I gave it a three out of five. And I'm not that far from you. I gave it two point five out of five. Oh, uh, but take show enough out of this. It's like a fucking one. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you take show enough out and it's done. He's he really suki yucky hot sucky sue you sucky to me. I sucky to you. Oh my god, that's such a great song. I'm gonna fucking download it on my iTunes. It's gonna be a new ringtone. So, Mondo, <laughs> had you heard of this movie before? Shark Never Python. in my life have I heard of this me, movie. Me neither. And I watch a lot of shit. And this one just completely went over my radar. And I like I'm but happy you know, that you told me about it because yeah. It's a fun watch. It's funny because even uh Cody and Eric were like, Oh, we've seen this shit like repeatedly. I'm like, I've never heard of it, and I'd be interested to ask Todd next time if he's ever even heard of it. We're at to make him watch it, dude. See what he's gonna oh, be yeah. like, what the what the fuck, Chuck? You made me watch this shit. Come on, man. <laughs> he's gonna be sitting there. He's like, I already got the glow while I'm whittling my wood. Oh, <laughs> whittling his wood. Charging oh, his man. butter. Oh yeah, that's how we do it. He can't do it right now, man. He's uh, he's confined. I don't know if he's in a hotel or where the fuck he's at, but uh, he's yeah, finding some way it. to to do something that is well beyond his years. He's trying no, to celebrate. He's... he's trying to celebrate a homelander somewhere. Yeah. He, he's got a sign right now wherever he's at that says john walker was right homelander was right you know changed my mind drinking his milk <laughs> his eggnog eggnog but Does well, that's good 
that's it for our coverage of the last dragon chuck has been an absolute fucking delight to have you here dude you Thank have you big shoes to fill and you filled them adequately sir you did great <laughs> i can't wait uh hopefully do this down the road this is our guy who uh was our wingman on fucking PUBG. never forget right. never forget <laughs> Chuck great. coming through shotgun blasting people in houses but uh next time when we're here hopefully hopefully depending (laughs) on schedules and todd um bioshock is gonna be reviewed and it's gonna be completed by me i promise uh but bioshock followed by grandma's boy so until then enjoy the show i know we're a couple days after new year's happy belated new year's again and watch the last of us because we are talking about that review next time we're here so see you guys later all right bye tickle tickle Shogun of Harlem.